J.D. Talking Sports. It is Sunday, January 14, 2018. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Did anybody think the Vikings were going to pull it out? Anybody? You're down 24-23, 10 seconds left. You figure, can they get into field goal range? They're going to have to, they have no timeouts left. They're going to have to keep the ball inbounds. Case Keenum, who started off so well up 17-0, you think, okay, they're pulling this out. And then poof, throws the ball to Stefan Diggs, Marcus Williams, who had a phenomenal rookie season out of Utah, the Ute. Now you're told, and I, I watched Jimmy Johnson, everybody says you're, they, had a, they did a timeout before the play. Don't, don't do a pass interference penalty. Well, Williams, I mean, everybody saw it. No one thought it really. I mean, you saw the play go, and then you were like, holy shit, he's going to score. And then he rips his helmet off, and you're like, wow. You, you almost didn't believe it could happen because you said, okay, maybe he'll catch the ball. And if he got he got hit in bounds, they wouldn't have ran down and got the field goal in any way. That would have been the ball game. But Williams went up and kind of like went under him because he almost like pulled up and then knocked out the other defender. And Diggs almost fell. He almost like he had to catch himself and ran in the end zone. And, of course, Stephen A. Smith, you got you to gotta love Stephen A. Smith because Stephen A. Smith holds nothing back. And that's the great thing about social media. Well, Donald Trump has showed this. He's shown us what, what social media can do because you can just fil- – you don't have to filter. You just go right into it. He said, this mistake by Marcus Williams missing the play on Stefan Diggs may be the absolute worst mistake I've ever seen in NFL postseason history. It's not the worst. If, not, if it's not the worst, it's certainly up there. All the man to do is make a tackle and the game is over. Horrible, horrible error. And he'll go off tomorrow. And I mean, that's what we initially thought. Because how could he do such an egregious thing on a play like that? You got to make the play. But I think these guys get drilled in their freaking heads that they can't, don't, you know, don't, don't do the pass interference. Don't make the bad penalty. Because if he would have made the penalty, listen, did it matter anyway? He caught the ball and it ends, nothing, everything went to shit on that play. And it's interesting because they were down 17 nothing to Saints. Now I passed out. I came up, I actually came back at the great uh, part of the game. Sheldon Rankin had a sack that took him at, at a field goal range that could have made it probably 20 nothing. And Michael Thomas freaking took out that safety, which, I, you know, when, when they do that to the offensive player, they call it, def, you know, a defenseless player, offensive, defenseless offensive player, it's a penalty. Well, I thought he freaking hit a guy who wasn't waiting for it. He didn't come back, Cedeno. Was that his name, Cedeno? I think Cedeno. Didn't come back the rest of the game. They get a, he gets a touchdown. He gets another touchdown. Then it's 2014. Then they get a Kamara, Alvin Kamara, Kamara, Kamara. God, man, he made a play. And I'll tell you, uh, Sneed, almost they do uh, breeze through a uh, past to Sneed. If Willie Sneed, is that is it Willie? Yeah, Willie Sneed. If Willie Sneed would have made that goddamn, well, you know, again, he even knew he missed him wide open. If he could have made that one, they would have scored. You know, would have, could have, should have. All this is all, you know, circumstantial stuff. He could have made that play. Goddamn, that would have been a hell of a play. Yeah, Willie Sneed. That would have been a touchdown, right? That's what they said. Well, so even they're up 24-23 over the three lead changes in the last two minutes. Go back and forth, back and forth. Talking to Carol about this. We're like, what a game, what a game. And then you're just like, holy shit. And, it, and it, you know what it kind of reminded you? you? You didn't know what hit you. Like with Alabama beating Georgia. The game's just over. And you're just piecing it all together. And then you see the miss and you're like, holy shit, dude. But Marcus Williams, I think, was so afraid of not getting a pass interference. But then he took out his other defender, too. And bam, he scores. And Case Keenum, 
Gotta love him. Gotta love guys who always gotta bring religion into it. He said this was the third best thing. Jesus Christ was number one, of course. Of course. If I saw Big Ben put his hands up to the sky one more goddamn time during the game, it's getting out of control, man. You know, I understand we got some very spiritual football players. I get it. But do we have to see every goddamn, you know, really? Every play you look up to him, you think of every play? I guess you have to. I guess I guess he's really, I know I, know, I, know I was in watching football, so JC must have been watching football all day Sunday too. Because it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, wow. I'm sorry. I, you know, as a Jewish person, I, I've said this before. I don't know. I don't thank Moses. I don't look up at the sky. I, don't, I just keep playing. Maybe it's in my head. You know, it's, you know what? Sometimes it's better. Less is more. Maybe just close your eyes for a second. I don't need you to point up to the sky. I don't need to do all this stuff. I don't need it. I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. All right, I'm got off my soapbox on that one. But geez. See, I'm saying it again. I'm saying geez. I got strep throat. I haven't done a show all week, and now I have a rash from, I was taking one of these antibiotics, now I'm on another one. So I didn't do a show all week, I was going to do one every night I went to bed. I should be going to bed now because I, have to, I'm in, I, I am training in less than 12 hours. I am in the, on, a, on a bus in less than 9 hours. It's awesome. I should be sleeping. But I want to do a show because... It's kind of interesting. We got four teams left. And I kind of really like the storyline for, you know, Case Keenum. And I like for Nick Foles, both underdogs. I love Lane Johnson leaving the field yesterday with a dog mask on for the underdog. And now you got two underdogs in the NFC Championship. You've got a Viking team who hasn't been there since they lost to Brett Favre in overtime to the Saints back in, 2000, in the 2009 playoffs. And you have the Jaguars with Blake Bortles who's been ripped to shreds. Le'Veon Bell, who was tweeting last night saying, you know, it's going to be good to go two for two with the teams that beat us early this year. Well, you didn't. You lost. You have a Jaguars team that's up 21-0. Blake Bortles, every time they got close, he made a big play. You know, he missed on some throws, but I'll tell you. To a beautiful touchdown pass to Tommy Bohannon. Leonard Fournette now has had five touchdowns this year at Heinz Field. He had more this season than Le'Veon Bell had all season on his home field. That's the most touchdowns by a opposing player against the Steelers, rushing touchdowns, since in, in their NFL history. You had a Saints team that hadn't been shut out the last 61 games, was shut out the first half, and you had freaking, what what would Brees in the second half go? 70 for 22 with three touchdowns? Amazing. Against the number one defense, he had a fourth and Ted. And he threw a 13-yard pass to Willie Sneed to put them in field goal range to get the lead. Now, the only problem was they left a lot of time on the clock. 29 seconds, which isn't a lot. I mean, it really was in a way. And you had Sean Payton, who challenged two plays. Case Keenum's knee was not down, and he could have used that extra, extra timeout. He could have used that extra timeout. It all, you know what? It, it is what it is. It's a big what if, what if. Listen. They were, they were in play to win the game, the Saints. They were in play to go to play in Philadelphia. Everybody thought the Vikings were done, and they, goddamn. And then next week, you don't know. Nick Foles, Saturday, everybody's talking that the Falcons were going to go out. They were going to have a repeat of the Patriots-Falcons. I wasn't impressed. That last pass to Julio Jones, who slipped and tried to get back up. I thought he was just telegraphing. He has Mohamed Sanu. He had, 
at Coleman, who was rushing like a Batman, and Devontae, Devontae Freeman did not have a good rushing game. But again, another team went away from the hot guy. You running back who's running the shit out of the ball, what, he had seven, seven rushes, 79 yards? You keep the ball in the hot guy's hand. And I don't know, these guys overthink shit. You know what, you guys, these coaches, you spend 18 to 20 hours a day goddamn doing this stuff. Maybe cut back a little bit. Instead of overanalyzing everything, just go with works. What works? What works? And look at the Patriots. Hey, well, the story comes out, all this, you know, Kraft and Brady and Belichick aren't getting along. Brady is now, what, 18-3 and three in divisional round games. He's 11-1 and one in divisional, run, uh, divisional games. And in the last seven games against the Titans, 16 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. They're down 7-0. They score 35 un- uninterested points. They could have, they said Mariota hurt his quad. But the thing was, Mariota, that first drive, bam, 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 they went down, got that touchdown. He thought, oh, maybe they had a chance. They changed. They didn't let him, you know, he... He, they said he doesn't read his progressions as fast. He's only a second-year pro. He was more of a guy playing in an offense that was more of a fast-moving offense in college. He's still developing. He's going to be a good player. <laughs> they, they, took away the run- <coughs> they took away the running game. And that, you know, and I'll tell you the truth. Maybe it was just after coming off the first, which I thought the Eagle-Falcon game was a fun game to watch. But Jim Nance and Tony Romo, good points made. They, they were putting it was, it was it was a Z city for me in a lot of respects. I fell asleep, and he, but but Romo did bring a good point about the Patriots. Every four weeks they morph, they change, they try to stay ahead of the curve, so you can't prepare for them. Matt Patricia they said is going to go to the Lions. <coughs> Shermer's going to go to the Cardinals, and the Giants they said could be out. They might not get the coach they want this around. I don't know. Now Mike Tomlin, I said, Carol, you want Mike Tomlin gone from the the Steelers? What if he comes around? Because I'll tell you, Kevin Sumlin is going to the Wildcats. And listen, the Arizona Wildcats, what's the name of that, that quarterback? Khalil Tate? He is a freaking beast. I want to just make sure. <coughs> yeah, yeah, Khalil Tate. Guy's a beast. He is a freaking beast. I think, and he has, he's good recruiting in Arizona. At Texas A&M, I think Kevin Sumlin, I think he's going to turn that whole program around. I think that's a great hire. Great freaking hire. I am excited. I'm excited for the games next weekend. I really am. And it was funny. They had uh, Khalil Campbell, Campbell for, from the U, who they got this season in the uh, free agent signing. One of the best signings for the Jaguars. He said, I don't care if we win 2 nothing or 45-42. So. <coughs> so, folks, I am sorry. I am just a mess today. Can't catch my breath. Well, I haven't done this show in a while. Now, Knicks at Nets tomorrow, MLK Day. Knicks are 19-24. Nets are 16-27. Nets, Knicks have, Nets have lost four of their last, four and six of the last ten. They lost, they, they tied it. They wouldn't leave the whole game. They tied it the other night. Against the Wizards, lost in overtime. Well, the Knicks today were up 19 early in the third quarter, and they lost in overtime to the Pelicans. And Anthony Davis only had 48.17 rebounds. They actually were up in the first quarter. I think they were up 29-13 or something like that, like a huge spread. Least amount of points they gave up a team in the first quarter. It didn't matter. They actually were up nine with four or three left. 
Managed just four points the rest of the regulation. 29-13 in the first quarter. Pelican shot 5 for 23 from the field in the first quarter. You had Hardaway, you had 25, but 2 for 10 from 3. But games aren't won in 12 minutes. Listen, Knicks have lost 10 of the last 12. They're going on a 7-game road trip. They're in 4-15 on the road. And, and did you think, look, the Nets, <coughs> Nets and the Knicks, Knicks 19 wins, Nets 16, you think they'd be this close in the wins? I, I don't, it's crazy. It really is. It's, now, I didn't think, I know, I know Lithuanian, Lithuanian Laser had a big thing. See, you know, he, he had said, oh, I could see the Knicks going 0-82. Well, we got him, I'm excited about going 40, uh, 500. But right now, I don't know. They're terrible on the road. They aren't playing that well. They got back hard away, but now that means Beasley isn't playing that much. They got Trey Burke, former uh, Michigan star who was a lottery pick by the Jazz, who was lighting up the G League. But the problem is that he doesn't play a lot of D. And Beasley's not playing a lot because he doesn't have a lot of D, but he's a scoring machine. I feel like you got to get some minutes for him. You know, you, you want to, he's instant offense, instant freaking offense. Doesn't matter. So that's tomorrow's game. We'll see how that turns out. And and you know what t- t- you know what I know today that Big Ben set a record for most passing yards ever by a Steeler in fr- in their playoff franchise history. So we had three eighty four at the point at that point. Finishes with a four sixty nine, five touchdowns, one interception. He also has a strip that leads to a touchdown. What was it? The guy was running back and he was t- he pointed the finger back, so they called a taunting penalty. Which I'm like, you know what? They're going to do this all the time. What does it matter? You know, so now he is second all time, four hundred sixty nine yards passing. He is second all time to. I'm gonna have that. Bernie Kosar has the record for most passing yards in playoff game, forty nine, double overtime win over the Jets <coughs> in 1987. And Brady last year was number two. He threw for four sixty six in the Super Bowl win over Atlanta. <coughs> and if the Saints would have won, it would have been the biggest comeback ever in a playoff game, second to the Patriots last year. Hey, have a fight. I mean, I think they're going to they're gonna talk about this game for a long time. Yeah. And uh, Juju, only early, what do you have, three catches for like two yards? He caught the touchdown at the end of the ball game. And I'll tell you, they have that terrible towel commercial. I forget who it's for. Oh, it's for Hyundai, where the kid's baby, guy's uh, baby throws up. So he's a terrible towel and he uses his shirt. Instead of wipe the baby up, the kid goes, it smells I would have saved the towel, too. And, you know, every time the Steelers came back, Bortles did it, you know? I mean, they were 28-21, 35, 35-28. And they just kept, they never, they never, they never, they never broke. And freaking, I'll tell you, Antonio Brown, that Cav, whatever, what do you have, seven for 132 today, two touchdowns? He made two great, and Boye was on him, was covering him like paint. And he still made the catch. Unbelievable. Fourth and five, 43-yard touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. I was just like, wow. And he's the sixth quarterback with 5,000 yards passing in the postseason. Guys don't do that in a regular season. And 0 for 2 on fourth downs, there was a stat by the Elias Sports Bureau that he was going into this game, he was 18 for 19 on fourth downs, rushing it on fourth fourth, down, fourth and ones in the playoffs in regular season. And the first one, he passed, he, he, uh, passed it, uh, flipped it back to Bell, got a four yard loss and then the next one he threw it to Juju 
and they said Boye held him a little bit, but they didn't call. They didn't call a lot of things today. Thielen, they said if you have to see it in slow motion, don't call. They let the guys play. I, that I give a lot of respect for because there was a lot of a uh, lot of tugging today's game, and they let him play. I, I like that. I, 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 but uh, Michael Thomas hit. I thought they should have called something. That was a vicious, vicious hit. And I like this. The NCC, NCAA is going to meet about regarding immediate eligibility for transfers. They said it could be a student could earn, if he gets a certain GPA, they could transfer without, a, without sitting out a year. They said it could be either 2728. And also is that they guarantee the scholarship the length of a, you know, graduate kids who transfer. So if it's a two-year program, they'll, they'll, they'll let them guarantee the scholarship for the two full seasons. I like that. I think if a kid does a good grades and he wants to transfer out of the program, a girl just left UConn. UConn yesterday freaking beat Houston, 85-35. Houston came in freaking, I think, averaging over 77 points a game. They had 13 points in the first half. I mean, UConn's just amazing. And they had a freshman who was New York State Player of the Year. She's transferring out after 14 games. She's transferring already. I feel like, you know what, maybe she didn't feel a good fit. But then let me ask you a question. Why would you go? I know everyone wants to play at UConn, but if you know you're going to not play, why not go to a program where you're going to play all four years? And, you know, hey, I'd rather play than sit on the bench of UConn. You know what? Listen, I know Oriema is a god, and he is. Oop, I just used God in a sentence, but I didn't put my hand up to the sky or anything like that. I didn't mention JC. I didn't talk about Moses crossing the sea or anything, uh, crossing the desert or anything. What I'm talking about is I always felt people who go to the program, like a quarterback who's going to go to Georgia now, and you know, uh, from Jake Fromm is the quarterback. Why go there? I really would do my research and look at the programs that need that are that, that have a need at the positions I'm going to play at, so I can come in and play right away. I mean, you're going to get exposure from any program now. A lot of everybody has TV. There's TV rights. There's conferences. But I would go to a program with I know a coach and take my chances there. And instead of going somewhere, you know, I'm going to, have to sit for three years and finally play. No. We're transferring early? No. Jonathan doesn't. JD, JD don't play that. JD don't play that at all. Yeah, we'll see if Burke. Oh, and the Nets are going to file for the uh, dis- disabled player exception for Jeremy Lin before tomorrow's deadline. So basically, if it's only been uh, used 10 times since 95. The Nuggets did in 2015 when they acquired Steve Novak from OKC. And a month earlier that season, the Cleveland Cavaliers acquired uh, Shumpert from the Knicks. Thirty ninth. Oh, this is the largest stable exception. So the, actually, this when Gordon Hayward went out, he got they got eight point four million to, to use for a roster spot when he blew out his knee. So that was the largest disabled player exception granted. It's the thirty ninth since ninety five. <coughs> so when the, with this with this is. You can sign, claim, or trade for a player in the last year of the contract. The team must have the roster spot to use. We'll see if that turns out to be anything. And Curry yesterday came back from the ankle injury. He, uh, what he passed? 24 points in 34 minutes. They won 127-125. Freaking DeRozan had 42 points in the loss. Listen, it's Golden State 12 straight road wins, 8 straight over the Raptors. 12 straight road wins. And how about this, Dick Enberg a couple weeks ago, and now Keith Jackson? Oh, Nelly. And you know what? You know, I, you, they get to a certain age to get rid of these guys. And I'll tell you, I, I didn't mind Fouts and Eagle today. I didn't mind them at all. Jim Nance puts me to sleep. 
I like Aik- I like Aikman. I'm not th- I'm uh, Joe. Shut the fuck buck up. And I'll tell you, Collinsworth just doesn't shut up. He just uh, I forget what was the term he used. A play option, a uh, pass option, run por. Is that what he kept saying last night? Rop run option pass. He was saying something every time. I was like, dude, enough already. And he just doesn't. Sh- it's like sometimes you just want to watch the the flow of the play. I feel like some guys just don't shut up. And now we got Collinsworth for the Super Bowl, but it's better than CBS. CBS puts me in Snoozeville. My favorite's always Channel. Channel. Uh, Aiken's my favorite. And now they said that uh, Matt Hasselbeck might be the new guy in the booth. He's, his first game, his first test is going to be the Pro Bowl. We'll see how that works out. And Brady Gronk had their 10th uh, touchdown pass in the playoffs, second all time to Montana Rice with 12. <coughs> And at one point last night, the Titans had 39 plays and the Pats had 30 first downs. Unbelievable. And Brady had a 31 pass attempts in the first half, which tied his career high in regular postseason. Hey, he took what the, the defense gave them. Out 186 to 60, they outgained him in the second quarter. The Pats, listen. And uh, at the half, uh, Malarkey said uh, that, oh, we'd overcome everyone, including the refs and the shitty play call. You know, and also, how about your shitty play calling? And Brady's now tied with Brett Favre, 552 regular season and postseason touchdown passes, tied for second now, tied for second all time. He'll pass that this week. Unbelievable. Eagles' first NFC Championship game since 2008, and also they had a stat where the bird bird teams playing each other. The whole team home team is now 10 and 0 when birds play birds. In the playoffs, <coughs> home teams are ten and zero. And Foles got his first playoff win today, yesterday, and Keenum got his first today. And their first playoff wins in two thousand eight. And the Falcons had under hundred yards in the second half, and all ten points in the first half came off turnovers, and they were shut out the second half. Now, you know the Knicks, I told you, signed. Well, they, they waived Ramon Sessions. Trey Burke, listen to what one, one, someone said about uh, uh, Trey Burke. They, he won the G League Player of the Month for December. One NBA coach said of Burke, he's a scoring guard who can't score. The best player in the G League still could be the 14th, 15th man. Ouch! That's a big ouch. Means nothing, Right? They're done. We'll see what... Hey, Hardaway's playing well, man. Hardaway is playing well. Yeah. You know what? We got the Knicks. Knicks-Nets tomorrow. Knicks on a three-game losing streak. Oh, and I was watching the other night. Back to the Future and Rocky Four. They both came out 85. And that Rocky Four montage, there's no easy way out, no shortcut home. <coughs> All right, there's a couple other things I was going to talk about today, but we shall see right now because, you know, Giants, we don't know who they're going to get as court as the, I guess Josh McDaniels. I, I still think Josh McDaniels, wait, so wait, you have Arizona, you have the Lions, you have the Colts, and you have the Giants. Yeah, the Colts, yeah. Arizona, Detroit, Indianapolis, and the Giants. And you got Pat Shermer, Matt 
Patricia and Joshua Daniels. So you got Patricia going to the Lions, it looks like. Shermer going to the Cardinals. And I think Stafford would, McDaniels would love to have Stafford as his quarterback. And the Giants, who the hell? Now I heard that the the guy they, the dark horse, the, the, the defensive coordinator for the, could be, well, could be Jim Schwartz or Wilkes. Steve Wilkes from uh, the Panthers. We'll see if that, either of those. Those could be the last one. Also, Eagles quarterback coach John uh, DeFilippo. And Morton is staying with the Jets, even though the Jets said, hey, you can go look at other teams, but they decided not to do it. Now, I mean, these are amazing. What, what games today, man? What freaking games today? These were awesome. These were awesome. I mean, this, these games will go down as some of the best games I have ever seen. Well, especially the second. I mean, an ending. Let, okay, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. But the Jaguars, Coughlin comes in at team 3-13 and 13 last year with a quarterback. Come on. They look terrible in that 10-3 win. Comebacks, they score 10 points against the Bills team. Who, I mean, that was, that was a terrible football game. And put up 45. Seven off a turnover. But 45 points against the Steelers. I don't care. That's a lot of points in a playoff game. A 45-40. And did anybody predict a game like that? No. Now they're going to play an AFC Championship game with a young team. And listen, young t- a, f- a team that's not afraid. And we don't know what that was going to happen. E- what, who's going to Eagles, Vikings, they're both playing. Case Keenum or Nick Foles is going to be starting the Super Bowl. One of those two guys is going to be starting the Super Bowl. Blake Bortles could be starting the Super Bowl. Listen, anything's possible. But you, you hope they don't get too big for the game. This is the seventh straight AFC Championship game for the freaking Patriots. Seventh straight AFC Championship game. He's going for a sixth ring this year. Sixth ring. That it. Tom Brady, freaking amazing. Knicks, seven-game road trip. Starts tomorrow. It could get ugly. Could get very, very, very ugly. All right. Trivia question from last show. Only auto racer enshrined in the National Jewish Sports Hall of Fame and Museum in Comac, New York. John Denning of Springfield, New Jersey, who quit at 21 in 2008 to further his education. That's what a good Jewish man does. That's what we do, Jew. We further our education. We try. I said we because I am a chosen person. Tonight's trivia question. Only time in Major League Baseball history that both teams were hitless through nine innings. Only time in Major League Baseball history that both teams were hitless through nine innings. All right. Knicks, Nets tomorrow. You know what? And I read, I didn't know, but Martin Luther King was freaking stabbed back in, in the 50s. A woman came who thought that the NAACP was coming after her. She had schizophrenia and she took, was it a... Uh, scissors, something, and she stabbed him in the heart. They said if he would have sneezed, it would have killed him. And they saved his life. I, did, I didn't know anything about this. Well, she died recently. She just died in a home in her 90s where she'd been institutionalized for ever since that incident. Very, very African-American woman, very nicely dressed. He was speaking somewhere. I didn't, you know, I, 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 I have to find, I'm gonna, I'll talk about it, but I was stunned. I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, after reading about... Also, one of the guys who killed the three freedom fighters. Well, he was involved with it. He was a KKK guy. He just died in prison. Listen, I I feel like a lot's happened in the past. And I feel like we got to keep moving forward. And you hear what Trump's calling uh, country's shitholes. Things got to change, man. Things have to change. 
and Stefan Dig tonight you will never have to buy a drink, a meal in Minnesota the rest of your life. In case Keenan, man, you're going to be playing to go in the Super Bowl. You and Nick Foles and Jaguars, Blake Bortles, eat it up, baby. No matter what happens, eat it up. You guys played. You are in the AFC Championship game. And I'd love to see the freaking Patriots go down. All right, I got to go to bed. Peace out. Have a good night. Talk to you soon.